Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual, and I'm joined by my co-founder and co-host, Paddy Mann. Good morning, Paddy. Good morning. So in our last episode, we looked at what happens when documented processes don't get used. Today, we're looking at what happens when those same processes don't get maintained. How do we stop the rot? How do we make sure that content doesn't go stale? So, Paddy, what's the first? Let's start with the impact. What what happens when content goes stale uh, in a business? Well, so when content goes stale, I, I think this is something that most most businesses are familiar with. You've created some content. Uh, initially, it feels great. You get it out there. Um, it gets used by a few times and then over time it, it goes stale and by stale we mean it starts to have some inaccuracies in it and people stop trusting it in the in the same way and so inevitably if it if people aren't trusting it if it's not no longer seen as a definitive source of truth then it's seen as something which either you shouldn't be using at all or you should be using but you should be skipping big you know chunks of it and that that kind of gnaws away at all the benefits that you're trying to get out of it you're trying to uh, get the team to agree to you know best standards on how best practices on how to perform a task and if, if the document's not doing that that purpose if, if it's not clear that we should always be following the guidance in it and we should be keeping it up to date then it's not it's not going to work it's people aren't going to be following the, the best practices they aren't going to be making further improvements um there won't be a culture within your team and business of uh setting you know these, these kind of guidelines ground rules for how your team should operate and building on it instead it's a back to square one it's back to the best way to find out how to do anything is to ask someone else yeah, absolutely. And in terms of, um, you know, I, I've seen this at so many businesses now, like um, even uh, last week, I, I remember talking to various business owners who had implement <coughs> implemented um, ISO. So, you know, whether it's a ISO 9001 or ISO 27001, 14001, like there's various different standards uh, for essentially process management and control. Um, and yet often it, it started off at least in, as a... Um, a methodology that they're putting in place to fulfill some customer requirement, right? And of course, given a relatively short period of time, you know, they, uh, after creating all the documents and getting the accreditation, they're not using them. They're certainly not dating them. And there's a requirement when you come for a re-accreditation that those documents have been reviewed and that you know there's some evidence that the business has been keeping its documents up to date and i was talking to the business owners and they said look full you know full disclosure like yeah it's it within a week of reaccreditation, we're just grabbing documents and you know writing on them oh yes this has been updated and so on it's such a shame when you see that because the mm -hmm. uh not only have you got the impact and, and the pain that as you describe but also you're just not getting any of the benefit of of something that should be a really valuable um uh, methodology or activity just uh keeping things up to date um on a regular basis, like live, uh, you know, living, breathing documents is kind of where you want your business to be rather than the business that doesn't improve until the auditor is going to arrive. And even then it's just a, a tick box exercise. So 
What about in terms of the the stress that's caused? Uh, what um, what are some of the ways in which we we see leaders, managers, employees um, being uh, ha having stress as a result of content going stale? Well, yeah, good good question. Uh, I think that probably goes back to all those kind of root levels of stress that people experience with, within business. Um, it goes back to uh, leaders who have way too much on their plate because they're constantly like, back in a position where they're answering questions, where mistakes are being made. The documented processes which you put an investment in time in, in rolling out, they now appear not to have worked. Um, and so you're, you're, you're back yeah, fire, fighting fires, answering questions. Uh, doing the same things that you did before, you've stopped trusting the, the, the document. So you're going back to your old habits of uh, using meetings and coaching to try and fix it. But we know that doesn't work. That just leads to uh, a lot of uh, a lot of content being shared, which gets forgotten. It's not possible for anyone to have that kind of uh, lecturing style of, of, of teaching and for it to and for all the details to be remembered. And so you go back to mistakes being made, a lot of time being wasted. And that in turn, that leads to the stress. It leads to the stress of the manager who gets frustrated because his team are back in a position where they no longer remember everything they need to do. Uh, and he starts to doubt or she starts to doubt their ability to do their role. It leads to stress to the employees because they're just trying to work out how to do their basic job. Then, you know, they're not even able to go above and beyond because they, they're making mistakes. They know they're making mistakes on the, um, on the basics, but they have no way to proactively fix it without going to their going to the manager manager and that leads to again conflict working late at night uh people not being able to go on holiday because they are um always uh, a dependency for the team to have their expert knowledge available uh, and all the rest of it documented processes are so key so fundamental if you want to de-stress your business that not having them and it all it all falls down yeah, agreed. And it's it's interesting that that conflict point. I've definitely seen um, conflict between essentially manager and employee, or you know, team members in, in more generally. When there's a discussion, perhaps you know, related to a particular activity. So uh, let's say I'm working with a finance administrator uh, on getting our uh, quarterly VAT return done, or whatever. And we hit some blocker, some issue, some question or mistake. And so we say, oh, uh, that's a good point. Hang on, we haven't addressed this uh, properly. So let's let's put this in place. Let's let's fix these things, and uh, or we, we at least agree um, what the what the changes should be. And in general, like you know, uh, obviously the way that we work and the way that we work with our clients is that we get them in a position where, uh, particularly because they can use their manual to do it, but we'll, we'll cover exactly what needs to be in place. Like those changes are made live. I think so often the case for most businesses is the changes aren't made live it's a oh i'll i'll fix that later or i'll make a note or whatever mm -hmm. and of course then it doesn't happen and that conflict that then happens We're next time around when you're having the same mistakes the same questions the same problems is uh, is really painful and a big cause of conflict so um i've kind of started to allude to a couple of things there but um how do we make sure that content gets updated and doesn't go stale. So yeah, so our goal is that we we got content which doesn't go stale. I, I think you know the, the fundamentals here is it does need to be easy to find and use and needs to get used. No one's going to bother maintaining content which um, isn't being used. And 
I'm not going to go so deep on this because I, literally our last episode uh, goes more on to how to make it easy to, um, how to make the the content easy to use. But it's a, the kind of the fundamentals we're going to be thinking about is just making sure that you've got a good organization of your um, of your content, uh, that it's all tied to a business process, uh, that you're using a sensible title, and and so on and so forth. And you've you gave the example earlier of. Um, I don't know if it's, you meant to say ISO or ISO, um, but you've got these uh, big standards out there. And we, we've, uh, ourselves, we use ISO 27001. It's a data security standard. And you end up with uh, piles of policies and, and processes. And it was something uh, we struggled with initially because a, a lot of the templates out there, Yes, they tick every box, but no, they are not easy to use. And if they aren't easy to use, then of course people don't use them. It's if it doesn't solve their problem of make you know helping them to perform a task or be clear on the expectations. If they are reading a document and getting a headache from it, then they will find another way. They will ask someone. They will work around it. So the second it's not easy to find and use, the the maintenance bit kind of goes out out the window. If we imagine that we have got content which we is easy to to find and use so that's kind of the first part of the puzzle then the next step is how can we make it really easy for team members to give feedback about content and make updates because what we really want to do is embed it into the team the people who are using your checklists, your SOPs, your policies to be giving the feedback directly. It's not as a manager, you're often setting, you know, the expectations, but you're not actively using it day to day. You're not going to spot the issues, the challenges. You're not going to discover that steps five to 22 aren't actually possible. Um, if you don't have the right login credentials, you don't have that visibility. So it needs to be in the team. And there's a number of ways you can, uh, you can be doing that. So some of the ones we would encourage would be, um, uh, encourage it as a general expectation that the team should be raising issues um, and opportunities and suggesting improvements, particularly for junior colleagues. Um, so junior team members, the, the first person into the, uh, the someone who's just joined the team, you want to get it into their behaviors, into their psyche, that this is something that we, we do as a team. Um, and that requires some coaching. So we encourage them as much as possible to to take this positive step of proactively going i think there's something we can improve i think there's a change we we can make we can then support that with a, a, some other tools we've talked um about on in your uh, weekly meetings one thing you've been doing is a, a retrospective where you look at, back at what's working and not working well and that's an opportunity to to look at all the processes in your team and go uh, is it, are any of these processes holding us back is there any opportunity where we could be moving faster um, you can be asking for feedback in the processes themselves. So at the end of doing a task, there can be a step to give feedback about that checklist. And some tools make this really um, easy, that it's really easy to, to flag or, or give a uh, kind of a positive or negative feedback about the checklist or the policy that you've just uh, read. Um, and you also want to, to make sure that everything, all your content has been reviewed at least every, every 12 months. So there's a, a variety of like small little systems that you can have built into your tools and into the way your team works, which just makes it really, really, really easy to give feedback in a timely fashion. And then if your team are clear that that's what they should be doing, then the only final thing to do is to hold them accountable for doing it. And just mm. uh, in the event where 
there is a process, there is a, a policy and the team haven't maintained it with the way they are now working, then they need to be you know, held accountable and you need to make it clear that's that's not acceptable. The only way, the only standard you can have is that everything does need to be kept up to date the whole time because when you step, let those standards slip, the team basically sees that as a rule for I can do that everywhere from now on. Yeah, no, I, l I love that. And I think um, uh, particularly on that last point, like it reminds me of the uh, um, uh, the phrase, uh, you get what you tolerate. You know, as a business as a business leader, if you accept that, oh, well, you know, lots of our stuff is out of date and it doesn't, you know, it, it, it as a result, people don't make improvements and so on. You just get more of the same. Whereas when you raise the bar of your expectation of what people do, um, people would quite often meet it uh, and then it becomes easier. It becomes so much easier to, to keep things up to date when things in general are kept up to date and there's an expectation, a realistic expectation that things are kept up to date. Um, and it you know, reminds me of, um, one, of the other, uh, one of the earlier points you made around uh, making sure that junior team members are able to raise issues and opportunities, suggest improvements, even make improvements. One of my, one of my favorite things uh, when onboarding new members of the team is when they ask questions or they make mistakes or whatever as as part of their their first few days weeks and they'll let you know let's say it's a mistake um and so we'll have a discussion and typically they're terrified right because they're like maybe it's the first mistake that they've made in the business and uh the more timid might even be worrying oh my goodness you know what will this mean for for my career and so on uh, and of course, you know, well, we would we would say and indeed do say early on in the onboarding process, but that doesn't mean that um, people always believe it and hold it all the way through that if you if you're making mistakes and having issues and not performing in the first few days and weeks, that's an us problem, not a you problem. You know, we've we've done taking you through the recruitment process. We've taken you through the onboarding process. It's up to us to make sure that uh, that all of that works. But, you know, occasionally you get questions and mistakes. My favorite thing is when they ask the question or you hit the mistake is you go back and you look at the process, you look at the onboarding, you look at uh, the training that they've had and say, how could we have avoided this? And you'll perhaps discuss it with the, the employee and they'll say, oh, well, yeah, I wasn't sure about this actually. Like I thought it meant X, but now I realize it meant Y. And agreeing that, ah, so let's make it clearer. What would it look like to be clearer? My favorite thing is getting them to do it. Because firstly, it starts that culture of the expectation is that this is kept up to date. This is how we solve problems. And they're doing it so early in their career with us. But secondly, uh, in fact, secondly, um, it means that I'm not having to do it. And on an ongoing basis, that actually accumulates a lot of time. Thirdly, of course, it means I'm not getting the same mistake or the same question again. And fourthly, for them, it's in an incredible experience to be improving the business and the onboarding and so on so soon in their in their journey in the in the business so one of my favorite things is to do that as part of onboarding but actually at any point with particularly with junior team members but anyone um is is encouraging them and empowering them to make the changes and i'm often asked by business owners like you know with their manual can you lock who can edit processes and certain things and so on and my answer is you can there are features in air manual that allow you to you know, prevent certain people from being able to change anything or do it by folder and all these sorts of things. But my personal preference is that everyone technically can update any process, any folder, etc. The difference is what we've created in culture is that 
if someone is going to make a major change, they would expect to speak to the team about it and share it and uh, post an update in the appropriate Slack channel and so on to let the rest of the team know. But we don't limit, you know, uh, that creativity and so on. So I think having setting that expectation that things are updated and they're updated live and encouraging people, uh, particularly te- um, uh, junior team members who might be more timid in doing it, uh, to, to do it is really, really powerful. So love those um, uh, suggestions and so on. Um, Paddy, before we move to a, a wrap up, because I think in terms of you know guidance on how to make sure this all works and stays up to date, I think this is uh, uh, fantastic advice. Any other questions before we kind of wrap up? Or thoughts, I should say. No, I'll leave with one final thought, which is we're not we, we we kind of pose this as a question of keeping it maintained, which makes it feel like you're just kind of taking what you already have and making sure it doesn't doesn't stop working for you. And and that is important. That does have huge value. It does mean the investment you've made in those initial documents doesn't fail. But the the flip is to that is that this is also how you make it scale. Um, as a business owner, as a business leader, if you can embed these behaviors into the team, then this is how you can get that consistency. And you need to set the expectation as you start at you know, a high level in your organization and set the expectation to your own team that you know everything needs to be kept to a high standard and maintained the whole time. You need that to be embedded in, in, their, in their behaviors and passed all the way down. Because if you can... If you can achieve that, then you're going to be able to create a uh, an organization that can grow its kind of own uh, quality standards and best practices uh, organically from that starting point. Whereas if uh, if you don't, you're going to get organic growth of another nature, and it's uh, it's, it's not going to be so so uh, calm. Yeah, I love that. That's uh, such a good point around the scaling because yeah, I can I can totally see examples where we've uh, seen our team sort of rise to the challenge of scale through even just taking existing processes, copying them, maybe for, because it's for a slightly different product or hiring into a slightly different role or whatever it is, and then, you know, continuously improving that and updating it and so on and feeling that confidence to it um, and, and to do so without us having to uh, micromanage that and so on. So, yeah, I, compl- I absolutely love that. Fantastic. Well, thanks very much, Paddy. So uh, in summary, we've been talking about how to make sure that content doesn't go stale. Uh, as uh, Paddy uh, highlighted, you know, the starting point needs to be that it needs to be easy to find and to use. If it's not being used, it's going to be impossible to make sure that it's maintained. Um, and then you need to make sure that you're getting junior team members to raise issues and opportunities and suggest improvements, that you're doing retrospective on weekly calls, that you're asking for feedback at the end of processes, uh, that you're making sure issues and opportunities are reviewed and tackled in timely fashion, that you're making the, ch- the changes live, um, and that uh, you're keeping all of your content up to, do, uh, to date and reviewed on a regular basis, perhaps at least once every t- uh, 12 months. But then most important of, uh, of all, perhaps, is set that expectation, raise the bar, hold the team accountable. Fantastic. Well, as our regular listeners will know, we also run a, a weekly webinar in addition to these uh, these podcast episodes, these uh, lives. Um, in that webinar, I'll be covering how to free up 15 hours per week and remove the constant stress of running a business without slowing down growth. It's uh, The next one is coming up on Wednesday, 1 p.m. UK time. Uh, to find out more and to register, go to www.airmanual.co forward slash webinar i highly recommend it i think you get a lot of value out of it uh, as uh, and we've had a fantastic feedback on it so do go and check that out a final note for podcast listeners as a new podcast we need your help 
Uh, if you found the content today valuable, could you please just take one minute to leave an honest review? This will help the podcast get more visibility and help more people. Thank you very much. Until next time, have fun.